Hello and welcome back to another episode where we're reviewing Breaking Bad. You're here with me, Nora and Selma. Hi, Selma. Hey, Nora. Hey. Um, so we finished season one last week and now we're on to season two. We're reviewing episodes one, two and three. Um, and as we just we were just talking about it briefly, we said uh, it just picks off. It picks up where it left off straight away. We get the whole like basically the guy is basically dead. Right, and Tuco is trying to revive yeah. him. Yeah, like it kind of replays that last few scenes where Tuco punches out his employee and kills him. Well, we don't know that he kills him yet at that yeah. point because he puts him back in the car, but that's yeah. where it lefts off. Yeah, yeah, and even just the way he's kind of like moving him, it just—it's just so scary. I remember mm-hmm. when I watched this uh, a few years ago, just this episode um i think these were the episodes where i was like wow breaking bad is like (laughs) really gruesome Um, (laughs) and yeah feels like it shows the this darkness that maybe some some of these types of shows don't really show like this graphic violence well (laughs) maybe i just haven't seen enough (laughs) (laughs) well it's kind of hard to say that after coming from hannibal you know because that was pretty gruesome there's a lot of really nasty stuff that goes on in there but i think the difference in that it's less palatable in this episode for you uh, and just in general is because we don't actually have some kind of like parasocial relationship so to speak with the murderer in this uh show or in this because you know before it's always hannibal doing the stuff or some psycho killer that that will's trying to look for or whatever so it just seems more i don't know stylized i guess and then also we feel something for the murderer more than half of the time in that show whereas in this show you know Hugo is just insane and we only have a few scenes with him but in each scene we're it's it, it, the the scene is made to elicit some sort of like fear response from us or at yeah. least anxiety so it's really that, Exactly. So I feel like that the violence that he perpetrates or that he uh, puts on people, even like when he beat up Jesse, it's so monstrous and it's yeah. so just raw, you know, and it, we don't know where he's coming from, why he's like this. And we have no reason to like this man. So it just makes it that much worse. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, though, like he's memorable. Like the whole like tight tight yeah. tight scene, like he's just so <laughs> hilarious as well. Like he's just crazy, but yeah, you're just on edge the whole time he's on on the seat on the screen. Yeah, and yeah, it's uh, he's a great character. Um, it's always uh, interesting to see, like, is especially in what is it? Is it this episode? No, in episode two. But it's like we really get to understand just how just neurotic and crazy he is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and um, just yeah. I mean, if we jump to episode two, yeah, I want to have I want to talk about his like relationship with his dad. I think or his is his uncle. Yeah, uncle. Yeah, um, because I feel like it's always interesting to talk about the psycho person's like backstory, even with you know killing Eve with Villanelle and like how she, her mother affected her or her. Relationship. Oh yeah. It's always, you know, who is that person that drives them and inspires them to be themselves? Um, true. But true. Uh, yeah. um, what's a moment that sort of stuck out? The bit where he like tries to have sex with Skylar. Um, yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I even wrote it down. I'm like, so Walt tries to basically rape Skylar because. I don't know I, I don't know if i'd call it rave i mean i guess for no. her it is you know because it's her perspective but from yeah. his perspective she wasn't even there like i don't know like she he couldn't even hear her because he was just so lost in what had just happened i just found yeah. it funny that that's what he went for like that was his reaction to seeing you know death the way that he saw it you know and then for mm. him to come home and just want to have sex with his wife to the point where he was not even listening to her. Like, that's kind of a strange reaction, I think. Would you consider that like um a a hormonal, like testosterone-based reaction? Like, because I think um 
what, like in Macbeth and Shakespeare, murder and, and uh, masculinity and sex are all related. Like Lady Macbeth kind of taunts Macbeth with his masculinity and says, "You, if you're a man, you'll you'll do this thing." And I and I wonder if I don't know. There there are other things that are not coming to mind right now where I think death and sex are like interlinked. So maybe. Yeah, like I hear people yeah. get hungry after they experience like a close call. Ah, okay. Yeah. So like primal just, urges. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and I guess yeah. that's that that was his primal urge with sex. And it kind of has been in several yeah. instances throughout the last season, especially, but he he kind of does go towards that. And I think Honestly, I think it, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I think it has to do with the fact that he's so just absorbed in his own ego. And I think that's why that's where he goes versus, you know, going to maybe go do something exciting or to go eat or, you know, the other basic uh, instincts that we would have. That's the one he gravitates to. And I think it's kind of ego driven because he feels this inflated sense of self and that's manifests with sex, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I'm interested to see if, like, as he becomes more um, involved in this industry, like making drugs and selling drugs and whatever, that he maybe becomes more promiscuous or wants more than Skylar, you know, that kind of thing. Like, just to, going back to that first few episodes mm. of, like, season one where he sees that naked lady with Jesse, um, I wonder if he kind of wants that sort of all powerful pharaoh type lifestyle i mean mm, you think you wonder if his uh if his wants and needs will will go beyond his his relationship with skylar yeah or maybe they have a better relationship in the future or i mean i know in this arc we end up seeing her like sort of losing trust in him a bit and being like feeling this distance between them but you know, mm-hmm. can't blame her because of you know, he is hiding things from her so. um yeah, so that was in in season two, episode one. The the sex scene was kind of yeah, it stood out to me. And then I don't know what what else. Um, well, I'm, I guess let's see. For me, there was uh, Jesse's reaction was interesting because he immediately went and bought a gun because he was already scared for his life. I think after seeing what Tuco did, they kind of stopped feeling confident in themselves. And yeah. what they think they're there to do. And so it just stood out to me that he goes to buy a gun, but he's really not a violent person. Like he's not someone that wants to kill someone, but he is so moved and so afraid for his life, especially because Tuco put him in the hospital last season. So yeah. he's like immediately ready or readying himself for some sort of violent encounter with him. And, and he's he thinks- not, yeah, he's not wrong in a way. Yeah, he totally assumes that Tugo is ready to kill them. Yeah. It is interesting how how different their reactions are. Like, Walt is more, I'll just go home to my family, not even thinking that they might be followed or anything. And mm-hmm. Jesse is the more neurotic, paranoid one. And we even see that with his, like, hallucination or, um, like, last season when he has meth, I think. And then he sees those two people like knocking on his door but he thinks they're like gangsters or something mm. Bikers. yeah so i think um do you, do you think that's like maybe like a, a young man's thing like to be more on edge or because i feel like walt has this confidence that i think like you were saying ego driven but also perhaps age and this feeling feeling of like i don't really fear anything because i'm dying anyway I think that might be part of it uh, because like, okay, yeah, he has this ego thing. So he has trouble, you know, putting his pride aside. Right. So now he's faced with the ultimate test of his pride, which is death, you know? Yeah. And I feel like he's having the ultimate reaction to that with his ego where he's just like, I'm not going to let you win. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on my own terms kind of yeah. thing. And mm. and I feel like all of this is kind of like to that end where it's just like he is every every situation that comes up, he meets it. 
And yeah. even though he, it's so funny because like I'll see these scenes with him and them where it's something that maybe he, he's having uh, a hard time with, right? But mm. in the end, or by the end of that scene, or by the time he has to come to some kind of resolution, I could see him like become resolute. I could see him like kind of like he puts his big boy pants on and he just does it and yeah. he doesn't even look back he just keeps going no. but right before he does it he gets this look in his face where he looks scared like it's yeah. the part of him that he's killing slowly is the regular mm -hmm. old Walt you know yeah he does seem to have a delayed reaction to things and then you see it for a split second right before he does the thing like when he talks to Tuco and he says you know you're a like a degenerate or like whatever uh -huh. it doesn't it, it feels like there's a fight between old Walt and, and this new Walt every time in those moments, but we don't yeah. really freak out until the moment. And I feel like Jesse is constantly freaking out in little bursts. <laughs> yeah. And, and Walt kind of keeps it, keeps it down until suddenly the beast emerges and he takes over. And then it's, 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 it's almost like he is that whole, the whole Jekyll and Hyde thing. Like even with Joe from you, um, it feels like someone else takes over. Yeah. Um, and the it's like um, guy thing, like Joe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like he's able to kind of just persevere or surmount what it is that that he's thinking about. You know, yeah. like it's like he's bargaining with himself. You know. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah, I I think he doesn't quite know what he's capable of. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's kind of in some ways, afraid to watch himself do it. Almost like having an out-of-body experience, maybe. Yeah, it reminds me of that scene where he realizes that Crazy 8 was getting ready, or at least was preparing himself to fight um, to fight oh, Walt. Yeah, and, and he he's says, like, like, no? Yeah, he's like, no, 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 don't do this, don't do this. But it's like, he's talking to himself. And I yeah. feel like that was like a physical, out, you know, out, out loud, verbal um manifestation of that but he's having that same fight in himself every time he has to like do something yeah. that's anything like that you know yeah right yeah um so skylar and marie i mean i'm not too invested in this <laughs> relationship i wonder what it serves i mean i guess it's like back you know backstory other characters having like a thing but i'm curious to see if this talent that marie has comes in handy in the future like they should just have a family business making math and <laughs> marie does the stealing for something i don't know i definitely had that thought at one point i agree yeah. <laughs> the first time i saw this show i was like wow you know marie is uh she's more acclimated to that type of life i think yeah um, married yeah, to I this, this you know, <laughs> dea guy like how <laughs> And it's so crazy because, like, he obviously knows she has this problem and he's been overlooking it. And it's like, yeah. but you're a man of the law and you're allowing your wife to, like, you're not giving her any pushback is what I mean. Like, I don't expect him to narc on her, but at least give her more pushback. He's not even doing that. Like, she holds everybody to these really high expectations when it mm. comes to what she deems to be proper, right, appropriate, you know, you name it. Mm. But when it comes down to her actually applying those same morals to herself, she just, they, they don't apply. They, they don't, she, she, she doesn't need to follow the rules. Everybody else does apparently. Yeah. I think that's what really irks me about her character because she's so uppity about like, Oh, well, her pot or like, well, and you know, uh -huh. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that in Hank's investigations that he keeps kind of skirting around um, what could be what he could see as Walt, but doesn't like, I don't know. I, I know that at this point, there's no way he can know at this mm -hmm. point, right? In episode <laughs> one. But he by the end of episode you. three, he could yeah. have been putting things together, but he wasn't because he has a real blind spot. For his family. And yeah. I think that that was what we were supposed to get out of the whole thing between Marie and, and Hank and, and her stealing. 
is that when it comes to his family, he doesn't see it. Wow, that's a good way of, yeah, I, I like, that makes the whole Marie thing fit into the story a bit more. So that's like a, I guess it will help us project the relationship he might end up having with Walt if, if he finds out about Walt, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I never got that far, ever. So <laughs> We will. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, so. Let's see. Let's oh, mm. let's not avoid the ricin situation. So, you yeah. know, Walt and Jesse are now completely freaked out. You know, they don't <laughs> trust Yuko. They are paranoid to the hilt. They yeah. see people watching them from their homes. You know, they know they're being watched. And so they come up with a plan to uh, somehow, some way, poison uh, Tuco in order get to get rid them. of him. Yeah, yeah. and somehow yeah. get away with it. Uh, yeah. And so they make the they make it, but they don't know how they're going to do it yet. Yeah, and, and I think they're hoping that Tuco just, I mean, does what he always does, which is <laughs> snort whatever they give him, picking up his nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, and then we end this episode where I think, oh yeah, okay, so this is when he goes home and his wife is like in the, in the bathtub. Oh, with the green. Yeah. Yeah, and she hears him get a phone call mm -hmm. and he walks out of the house, turns out it's Jesse and Jesse's parked outside his house. Yeah. in his car and it turns out that Tuco's in the back seat and so that's how we end the episode with Walt having to get in the car and yeah. Tuco's basically kidnapping them at gunpoint yeah I was gonna say did that make you jump but then I was like oh yeah you've seen this <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I was a little surprised I didn't remember where it went so yeah this is a yeah. pleasant surprise <laughs> yeah um and so then yeah I guess we move on to episode two this one was so just so much so explosive and loads of things happen <laughs> yes yeah I, I, I remember the first time i watched this because it was so memorable because i love the uncle he's so creepy <laughs> and like, <laughs> like he doesn't do anything but he is i feel like he holds so much power like the actor just is so great at this has been man who had all this power like i can see the man he was even though he's uh -huh. in a wheelchair, even though he can't speak, it's like, yeah, well. Oh, put a pin in that, because you're going to love his storyline later on. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he does a good job. <laughs> he is. He's a very good actor. Uncle Salamaka is a very pivotal character in the show, and this is our introduction to him. Um, um, so it's it was... It, it's interesting seeing it again for the third time this time, but really yeah. like seeing the actor do what he does. But he, <laughs> it's so funny how he just kind of sits there, seems catatonic at mm. first, <laughs> but all the while he's watching. Yeah. He's scheming, plotting. He is a dangerous character. Mm -hmm. I really yeah. love how they kind of respect these character actors or the the, the side ca side characters mm. and how um like wendy also but i feel like wendy and uh uncle salamanca like they both show that they're both not narcs so they don't let yeah. the cops know what's happening yeah. which is great <laughs> yeah i love that and it's like um even if you know you're not on the side of the person who's who you know you could knock because you hate that person or whatever I mean, he had the complete right to, but he j they just don't. And I think it, I think the thing I like about this show is this almost like solidarity between the groups who are just like, you know what? We don't snitch. We just don't. It's just, right. Like, we handle this ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need the cops' help. They can do this on their own. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would love to like watch a, some sort of documentary or something on that. Um, theme of like why are they so anti-snitching like if well, it's against someone of like your um like a like a rival gang what would happen if you snitch like I, I, is it just like it's bad cred or like i don't know it's just it's interesting it's um yeah well it it, it 
it makes it so that people can't trust you and that, like trust is such a big thing when you're doing crime you know so right. you want to make sure that you don't get caught so that everybody that's involved can be successful because you know there's a lot of hands and things yeah. and if you have one person who's willing to snitch like say emilio from the beginning of this of the uh, show yeah. then that whole house of cards can come right down. You know, they can, it, they hold everybody's information mm-hmm. and all you need is that little bit, you know, cause it's, it's a thread. It's a, it's a loose thread, pull that loose thread. All of a sudden everything can unravel. So it's very important that people not be snitches because what's the point, you know, what is the point of, of being criminals if you're going to tell on each other anyway? So it's kind of like a code. That they have to live by just so that they could all up- uphold the culture the criminal culture that they have kind of thing mm. if that makes sense no it does yeah no i'm having a thought but i don't think it's really well i'll, I'll tell you off <laughs> i'm like sorry audience i'm keeping secrets from you guys <laughs> um it's a, bit, it's a little bit too like not pc so i'm gonna get it like keep it oh uh, gotcha gotcha yeah um so what else uh well i mean the whole episode is that amazing <laughs> so yeah he abducts them and they have to try and get him to um well he wants to take walt across the border to right they want make... to use walt to make make his meth yeah like make... walt is <laughs> walt must feel so good he's like i'm amazing everyone wants me <laughs> well what's funny is that i don't think he lets it get to his head I love that he was so protective of Jesse. Like, yeah. I, like he doesn't have to have Jesse around. Jesse could totally die. Walt could do this on his own. He could leave him in the dust right here, right now. Wouldn't yeah. matter, you know, but he doesn't. He doesn't do that. In fact, he, I feel like the whole, my summation of this episode is the part where they're sitting there, him and, and, and Jesse are sitting there in front of Uncle Salamanca while uh, Tuco's cooking. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to get out of this mess. Like, what are they going to do? Mm. And, like, Jesse obviously doesn't want to die. He's a young guy. And he tells Walt, look, dude, you've got the big C anyway. You're going to die anyway. Why don't <laughs> yeah. you sacrifice for me so that I can live? You know, it doesn't matter if, you know, and and at that point, Walt is like, of course, he's ego driven, but he was very like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's ridiculous. And he's like, no, we're going to get him to take this rice and like, he's going to take it. But then by the end of it, whenever uh, I think Tuco has Jesse on the ground and he's got the gun trailed on him and then Walt does it. He sacrifices himself by starting to uh, basically talk shit to Tuco so yeah. that Tuco can turn and look at him and, and give him the attention, distract him basically, so that uh, Jesse has the opportunity to turn the tables on him, takes out his other gun and shoots him in the side. And it's like, wow, so he actually did what Jesse asked him to do. Like, just take the heat for a bit, basically. Yeah. Like, like yeah. he, he could well, have turned around and just shot him, but he didn't, you know? And it's like, wow, okay. So he, mm-hmm. he really was willing to put his life on the line to save Jesse. And Jesse yeah. was like, I think the first thing he said, I don't want to die. Like, he said that. And yeah. I think that's what affected Walt, to hear him say it like that. Like, he meant it. Yeah, and I think, I think to some extent, Walt is going to, I mean, he starts to feel this sense of responsibility. He sees this such a difference in this young man who's like like i don't want to die whereas walt is so on the edge of i don't give a fuck or i am gonna die or how i have to process dying and maybe seeing someone be scared for their life makes walt like jolts him back into reality or something because i think maybe in this world he kind of doesn't see them as people he's like oh they're just drug dealers Mm -hmm. oh jesse's just one of them you know you're just gonna help me cook meth or sell meth whatever but I think right because he's different he's righteous he's doing it for his family yeah yeah you're saying yeah it is that whole like them us versus them or like the other and I think maybe the way they portray I, I wonder how they will continue to portray like um 
criminals in this show if it's like Walt, this, you know, white man who is doing it righteously, and then everyone else who's just messed up, like, um, to go? Or are they going to be other people that Walt kind of looks up to or respects? You know? I don't know. Mm, I see. I assume, yeah, yeah maybe. Well, that, that will come up, I'm sure, in, in yeah. later seasons, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, so bad luck for what's his name i mean i know we don't get the dea agent doesn't come until hank hank shows up because he yeah. okay so due to marie's encouragement because <laughs> yeah. they do know that since hank uh hank uh since walt got that phone call but there's no record of a phone call on walt's regular phone because he's yeah. using the burner phone that jesse got him last season yeah so Hank knows that there's a burner phone out there. And the only reason that he decides to even pursue this is because Marie's like, what about the drug dealer? What about the guy that sells him the pot? You got to go. You got it's the only thing. And you know what? Marie's not fucking wrong. Like, she's yeah. right. If yeah. you really want to find Waltz, you need yeah. to pull the thread, you know, and this mm -hmm. is the only thread you've got. And yeah. lo and behold, he goes looking for Jesse, figures out that. Jesse owns the Monte Carlo that has hydraulics in it. So apparently it's got a low jack in it. And so with that, they can actually track it. And so Hank goes out there, not even thinking that Tuco would be involved in this in any capacity, looking for Jesse and finds his car. And he even confuses Tuco for Jesse. He yeah. obviously didn't even know what Jesse looked like. They're both like shocked to see each other. They're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... I noticed. I noticed during the, the the shootout, which was epic, like it was amazing. Uh, yeah. Hank is a superstar. He is a superhero. Um, I was just fangirling over him when I was watching that scene. He's so cool. <laughs> um, but uh, he, I don't know if you noticed, but I noticed that right before he did the kill shot, he like had to take a breath and like like get right with himself before he did it i don't think he's ever killed anybody before at least i don't know maybe he does and he just is really respectful of of it when he has to do it i don't know but it just seemed like like it was something that he didn't want to have to do but he knew he had to hmm. did you notice that i don't know maybe i just did <laughs> no i mean yeah i, th I think i think that's a go i didn't notice this but yeah i think that's probably <laughs> He does feel like a good guy, um, despite all the bravado and like I'm the I'm the man. I feel like alone he's like not completely right. sure of himself. Maybe yeah. <laughs> like, I think he's like all guff. Like he just loves peacocking around. But I don't yeah. think that he's really that guy. He's not that dude, you know. But, but he he's wants like the, he's that dude. <laughs> yeah, Walt and Hank are like opposites. That's so like, true. Walt knows he's that guy. <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. You're right. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a dichotomy they, that they've, you know, come together with. Yeah. And I think it's a great representation of, like, people in general. Like, you do tend to find that the people with, like, the most, like, the loudest bark prob probably have, like, the softest insides. <laughs> yeah. And then the the other way around, it's like, you know, you get the, the waltz. The, it's like they say, you know, you got to watch out for the quiet ones. It's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a kind of representation of that saying, for sure. Because it's the quiet guy. Yeah. That is the one. He's that dude. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then after that, you know, that's that's where that, show, that, that episode ends. And we go right into... Uh, Walt and Jesse running away because yeah. they realize that it's Hank out there and, and Walt wants nothing to do. He doesn't want him to find him there at all. And they're having to come up with a plan. And yeah. Both Walt comes up with like a plan. Alibis, essentially, right? Like just yes, exactly. be able to be like, why were we missing, essentially? I mean, why were we I missing? And why was your car there? Was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good, that is a good point. Yeah. Jesse had to come up with some. Something that made more sense for him, which would obviously be with, like, he was with, uh, what's her name? Wendy. Wendy. But 
but Walt's one was so hilarious. It was like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> I remember when I watched this the first time, I didn't realize he was doing it on purpose. But the second time watching, I was like, oh, obviously he is. Whereas the first time I was like, I don't know why. I just thought his that was his reaction to the Tuco thing. Oh, you thought that he was actually having a mental breakdown. You didn't realize yeah. that he was... Ah, yes, he's a, a conniving one, that one. <laughs> yeah. And I, did you notice that Marie was not having it? Like, she was just like, really? Really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's smart, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Marie sees through all of that because she is also <laughs> that person. Like Exactly. I was just about to say that. She knows because she... She she knows what she would do. So Yeah. Yeah. And then poor Skylar and, and um Hank are like, oh no, poor Walt. <laughs> like this nerd <laughs> having a break. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's really weird because I feel like Skylar should know her husband better. But do you think that that is a um a sign that you can you can marry someone and not know them twenty years? Yeah. <laughs> It really, it really does seem that way. Like, like Skylar just never really got to know Hank. Not Hank. I'm sorry, Walt. I don't know. Yep. It just it gives me that impression too that she just not know her husband. She never let him be himself, or maybe yeah. he just didn't want her to know him. Yeah, which maybe could he be the case. In the role uh, when they got married, like it sounds like you know, like that story he told where they met where she was a waitress and she was young, whatever. I. And then we, we kind of mentioned how maybe oh. he was trying to get away from that world and, like, create a different life. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole premise with mm. how he met her, because you know how they describe it really in detail about how oh, he would do crosswords? Yeah. Oh, and he never did crosswords. Yeah. So he, he, she didn't know him. He's been lying about who he is all mm. this time and that was just like a little snippet like a little clue as mm. to why she doesn't understand or realize what her own hus husband is capable of I oh i had totally forgotten about that <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love how all these episodes are just like like the the world building of the show is really good and how yeah. they do have these little seeds of like what things were like and they have flashbacks and stuff i think i'm looking forward to more flashbacks if they they do have any more um it's it's really interesting i tell you like upon watching it more than once because mm. they don't always um they don't always spell it out for you you know but when you go back and you watch it again and you're just like wow like for example throughout this whole episode episode three there's um, moments where the scenes that begin with Walt show a picture that's part of, uh, I think it's part of like a series of like paintings on the wall of the hospital. And every time they start the scene, Walt is looking at these uh, pictures on the wall. And it wasn't until the very last picture, maybe the last two, that I paid attention to what was on the picture because I realized, holy shit. The director is putting clues in these pictures because the very last one shows the family all together in front of the shore while it looks like the father husband is on a boat and he's um, paddling away. And I'm like, oh. oh my God. So I totally want to go back and look at that because I didn't get a chance. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember thinking like, we've seen this picture a couple of times now. And I think, I think that, it obviously has some significance, so I think I'll go back and check check it out again. For, for sure, yeah, I want to. Because by the time it got to, like, the third time, and I missed what it showed, like, I didn't really look at it, but I realized what I was looking at. I'm like, oh, no, this is just, like, when uh, Walt's up there in chemistry class and he's teaching about something, and that something could it's possibly... Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think these pictures are the same thing. Yeah. I think I think the show does a lot of this stuff, yeah, probably on purpose. So, and I think that's what makes a show like this rewatchable because you yeah. you want to look for those Easter eggs and make the connections a lot quicker the second and third time. And if you're like my brother, the fourth time, <laughs> um, <laughs> shouting him out. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think the subtext it really colors these characters so much more. Where you know you kind of feel like you're being thrust in the middle of somebody's life. 
you actually do get to learn a whole lot more about them without really knowing that you're learning so much more about them just through the scenarios that they, you know, describe sometimes, you know, but it really gives more of an insight into their own morals and their own um, ideologies, so to speak. Yeah. And you see how they affect each other as well. It's like, yeah. I think it's such a great way of seeing like, okay, this is what could happen if the person you meet and marry, uh, if, if the person you are when you meet and marry someone isn't who you really are, it, like how easy it could be to just slip into a life that isn't yours and the long-term effects of that. Um, yeah. Uh, so. It's, it's going to be interesting to see Walt's evolution as things progress from, especially now, but... Yeah, I mean, who knows? End. Maybe Sky has done the same thing. <laughs> like, who, maybe <laughs> she, there is a, a, a different person inside her, or maybe that's just. Well, now that oh. you mention it, there was a little <laughs> yeah. bit. There was a little moment in episode one of this uh, season where we get like a scene of her looking at a picture, or she's looking at pictures, and she comes upon one picture where she's seated. And she doesn't look too much younger than she does now, but she's with a different man. And she's kind of, like, hugged up next to him. And it's like, who is that? So oh, I feel like yeah. that's a little intro into maybe her own little, maybe, backstory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know why I'm imagining, like, secretly, when she was in high school, she was, like, a rebel, and she smoked pot, and she was, like maybe already some some uh, drug dealer's girlfriend. And so this is like ironic that she becomes a drug dealer's wife or something. <laughs> that would be funny. I but, don't uh, think she smoked pot because she had to ask Marie what pot was like. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Uh, so, no. On the topic of like um, personalities and stuff, I think that it's so hard to... It's possibly hard to be with someone for decades, right, without one or both people changing reinventing mm -hmm. themselves or you know for sure people are different before and after kids and when the kids move out there's another like chapter like there are different stages in life so i think um this show is also really good at showing that like whether walt was this guy or not whether he had cancer or not i feel like even before he found out about the cancer he was fed up with the way he was yes, yes. so that's why that for me that's what was so significant about um that scene in his birthday party where he's asking hank you know about these meth labs and yeah. how much money they make and what they do like the gears were already turning and he didn't know he had cancer yet yeah so would he have done it was the cancer the last straw i don't know yeah and also it, it's it's like the show is asking us do you think it was the cat like do we blame such things? Do you think Walt is rationalizing it that way, but actually it's just an excuse? Like, we look for excuses to give ourselves permission to do things or in different ways, whether it's like, oh, I didn't know I could, you know, travel until my best friend started traveling or something weird like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think that the show is kind of also talking about cause and effect and, like, you think you did something because of something else. Like, oh, I did this because... Oh, for example, I, I took the vaccine because my family did. It's like, well, maybe, or maybe you were always going to take it. Like, mm. cause and effect is really interesting. And I think this show is kind of playing with this idea of fate as well, maybe. Mm. I think so, I, yeah. I'm making a lot of guesses for someone who hasn't seen it. So I'm just like kind of having fun with it. It's actually quite fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm just here like... Mm. Okay. <laughs> i'm just all for it i'm like let her go let her tell me what she thinks what she's feeling you know mm -hmm. so by the this episode that yeah. that scene where he snuck out from the hospital and went home yeah. in order to be able to, to hide the, the gun and the money that mm -hmm. he had left out and thankfully nobody found um he, mm -hmm. he hid it and in that moment he saw like a candid scene between his wife and his son, yeah. pregnant wife and his son, where they're kind of decompressing after being so worried about 
you know, the man in their life being gone. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's just crazy that he goes back to the hospital, gets on the phone with Jesse, and he's ready to do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way, no, when you put it that way, yeah, that's what. Um, I also feel like, I wonder in that moment if he was reminded, like, that's what it's going to be like when he's not around. Being able to see them, just them two. Yeah. Um, oh, look, through. I'm looking at my notes. He actually told Jesse he wants to cook before the scene that he saw his family. So then oh, maybe, maybe he's second guessing himself. Maybe he's reconsidering that choice. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think the whole ego thing is uh, a great point to come back to over and over again because it feels like it still applies in everything that he's doing. Like, But if his family is part of his identity and his ego is like, I have to protect them, I'm, going, I'm not going to be around for very long. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why he has to go back to the whole cooking thing. And, and there's obviously other parts of the power and wanting to be the man and that guy. Um, yeah, seeing his wife look so vulnerable yeah, and knowing that that's what they'll look like when he dies, because in this scene, he's not there, you know? I think maybe that, you're right, that maybe that would only harden his resolve to continue. Right. But we'll find out in the next episode, for sure. Yeah. Um. So, how does this episode end? Yeah, are we on? Yeah, we're on episode three. So, oh. Skylar never forgot about that burner phone that Hank yeah. told her about. So she's she's like, what is? Because for her, the only question, the only reason that he would have a burner phone, because you know, if somebody has a burner phone, they're hiding something, right? So if yeah. they're hiding something. What what could Walt possibly be hiding? So in her mind, mm -hmm. it's another woman. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And why does she think face. that? Is she projecting? <laughs> like, why? Why would you think he's doing that? You know. So, I think I don't Ooh, think she believes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she believed Walt when he said, "No, yeah. no, there's no second phone." Like, um... it's like high sex drive and everything. Like, uh, <laughs> what have you been doing, Walt? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He does feel like a different guy, right? Like, I get it. She. There's so many signs. I mean, it, even though he's not cheating, it's like, I feel like if he were, he might be behaving the same way. It's like the phone or like the, the call, disappearing for a while, being randomly more, like he's <laughs> no hair. Like he even, even has the whole like hat thing and he goes, I'm just going to 7-Eleven. Do you want anything? Like he's <laughs> making jokes. Like <laughs> Looking like Heisenberg. <laughs> yeah, in the bedroom. It's like, Wow, you're bringing those two worlds those together. together. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's true. That is some um, uh, symbolism, possibly. Oh, hinting at something. Okay. Mm. I never got to see if she ever like becomes part of it, so I'm looking forward to seeing if that. Oh, it'll be fun. You're gonna love it. Thankfully, yeah. we're a, what a third of the way through second season, so soon enough yeah. we'll be. On to seasons three and four, and, and, and then I think you're going to really enjoy it because yeah. it gets the the story. The story becomes way more meaty, and Walt becomes such a luscious little character. It's it's fun. I think you're going to like it. <laughs> nice, yeah. I think the only thing from this episode that we, I think we already kind of talked about Uncle Uncle, um, well not Uncle, sorry, Hector Salamanca. Yeah, Hector. I couldn't remember his name, but yes, Hector Salamanca. Yeah. He, <laughs> basically, what they said was he is an old narco. Basically, he spent time in prison and he didn't talk, so he's not a snitch. So we know that he's definitely connected in some way. We can't forget the fact that, that Tuco had two cousins that were coming. Yes, yes. From the so cartel. Tuco is dead. Like, that is going to be like they're still going to come for them right and um what's his name hector can tell them he can like i i wonder if hector is like actually just faking the whole unable to speak thing 
I wonder. I can't remember, so that'll be a surprise for me too. Yeah, I, th- I love I love the bell thing though. It's like it adds more fear. It's like ping. It's like it's almost like it's the right answer or the wrong answer type of ping. It's like whoa. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Put a pin in that. Okay. I oh, love man. this show. <laughs> I like. I know so many of our like listeners have seen the show or are rewatching it, and I feel like. It's one of those things where you're watching a TV, sh- um, like a game show, and the person's saying the wrong answer, and you want to shout at them like, "It's this!" I wonder if anyone's screaming at me right now, going, "Yes or no." <laughs> They're um, probably all like laughing at the fact that I'm having to be very quiet oh. as much as I can because <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. I really don't. I'm just, I just want you to know that you know that that you are picking up the clues that you're supposed to be basically. yeah picking up what they're putting down exactly <laughs> um but yeah any anything else sort of from this oh i love the i love and also hate that tuco's grill was in like a cube thing oh my god oh i know i know the, well that part and i want to say that I think at one point, Walter Jr. asks Hank, you know, hey, tell us all about the shootout and all that. And he keeps, like, avoiding it. He keeps, like, downplaying it. Even when they were asking him about it, like, when they were debriefing him after after the shootout, he still didn't, like, he seemed really moved by the whole situation. Not, like, super moved. Like, it's not like he's allowed himself to have a whole lot of feelings about it. But I feel like he's avoiding having those feelings. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I, I think that that might be part of his development later because it feels like he's kind of stunted in that way. Like, he's supposed right. to be the man, he's supposed to be this guy, but I feel like there's so much more to him that we don't see and that he probably doesn't even see yet. Um, yeah, that's true. With the whole the grill and the cube thing, I think that's him kind of trying to be, not trying to be, but kind of, Going down that, okay, we well, we have this thing, we've dehumanized the drug dealer, you know, we've got this almost right. what's it called when murderers take something from the scene or from the body? Um a trophy. A trophy. Yeah, it feels like but I don't feel like that's Hank, the real Hank that we're gonna be Right. I yes. That's the same impression I got. I was like, I don't I don't think he's processing this the way everybody expects him to be. Because they all think he's gonna, he would be so gung ho about having that grill. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he just didn't seem too. He's like, oh, that's great, yeah, but it's just like really short lived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I love how this show just plays with like, uh, stereotypes and things like that. I'm like really, I, I want to see more of. Even though I don't really like her, but like Marie and how hers sort of unfolds and more of Skylar's. Um, this whole stereotype, I think the whole like mother hen thing, that because if, if there's a pattern in this show and that Hank isn't the t- super tough guy that he appears to be and Walt isn't the super nerdy soft guy that he appears to be, then maybe the other people are also gonna they're gonna show us the switch as well. Like I guess we've already done that. Sorry. I, I I think yeah you're right I think with Marie that they've already begun to like let the masks slip on all the yeah. characters kind of so to speak but yeah. maybe for Skylar we just haven't really seen it yet because she's the only one that's really trying to hold it together like there's yeah. a whole uh, series um uh, or um like channels on on YouTube that you know discuss shows like this and I've seen some that are talking about Skylar and it's like it made me look at her in a completely different way than I did say the first time around because I used to hate her I used to hate her so much mm-hmm. but um it's definitely one where it's like wow okay I I kind of understand her depth now um because up until this point she's been the one trying to like keep things at least you know she thinks she's holding it together for for her husband who's dying um, she has a sister who is not supportive in any way. Her family, like, I don't see her talking to her mother or her father or anything. So I don't know if they're in the picture at all. So is she, like, on her own? Is this all she has? In which case, then, I can see why she's trying to hold it together. Because it's all she has, you know? 
such a good point. We haven't seen like grandma and grandpa kind of thing in the picture. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it's the the show does such a good job of, of making her seem like the reason that Walt's been so held back. But I think, yeah, realistically, like no one in your life is the reason for anything. Like everyone kind of has to have that. Like, what is it, the locus of control or something? shouldn't be outside of yourself. You should, like, discover it within or something. So that, I think, might become part of the show. Like, Walt has to realise it was his... His life is his responsibility the whole time. And I think like they were like, his choices and his choices. they're the ones he made. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I can I can totally imagine liking her more a second or third time watching this or after like watching uh like a deep dive into her character after i finish the show maybe yeah um, for sure yeah so looking forward to that um yeah any any other no i'm really looking forward to the next uh next few episodes now that we're back on on cue you know and and yeah and i i'm excited to see what unravels after Tuco dies because you know whenever a big kingpin dies that means somebody else has to take his place yeah yeah there's like a vacuum and then someone has to like avoid mm -hmm. yeah looking forward to that too and because I, I wonder how jesse and walt are going to because they have to keep i guess when there's a new guy in place they have to make friends with the guy like yeah that's what i was wondering i'm like you know, Walt's ready to go back to work, but it's like, who's going to buy your stuff, dude? Yeah, yeah. Like, especially finding this guy. Yeah, like, aren't they going to be in trouble with other people? Like, oh, you're just a... You killed Tuco, what the fuck? Or maybe they'll be like, thank you for killing him. Like, yeah, well, because, like, right now, the only people that know what happened, legitimately know what happened, are Jesse, Walt, and Hector Salamanca. And Hector yeah. Salamanca can't talk. <laughs> so <Yeah>. what's going to happen? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, looking forward to it too. I hope uh, you lovely listeners are looking forward to it as well. Thank you for joining us for another week. And uh, see yeah. you next time. <laughs> see you next time for episodes four, five, and six.